Hello and welcome to Geek Out Weekly. My name is Martin SFP Bryant and uh, Matt Navarra is here as well. And uh, we are going to go through the week's social media news, going through the Geek Out uh, newsletter, which goes out every Friday. Uh, this week it's called This Might Offend You. And uh, who knows if you're offended by Matt's jokes or not. But uh, do take a look through that. Matt's going to pin it. And indeed, he has just pinned it in the space. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk through the week's social media news. Uh, We are recording this week. um, So um, we usually don't bring people up to to chat because generally people don't want to. But if we do, uh, then yes, just be aware that this is being recorded and uh, will most likely end up somewhere on the internet at some point in perpetuity. Anyway, Matt, hello. Hello, yes. How you, how's your week been? Uh, good, yeah, yeah. My, my week's been um, uh, really good, uh, mostly dominated by uh, launching the uh, Tech Revolution uh, newsletter, the new Geek Out newsletter, uh, which went out on Wednesday, the first edition. So uh, that was lots of fun. It's uh, your guide to the future every Wednesday. So uh, do check that out. There's a link in the newsletter. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I've been spending most of my time setting up uh, not only your newsletter, but there's some other stuff that we're doing, but we'll come on to that later on. So um, let's let's just jump straight into things because we've got loads to get through and I might have to cut it slightly shorter this week because I've got a, another client meeting um, in a bit. So let's go for it. Let's have a look. Um, yeah, someone just sent me and told me that I was a geriatric millennial and I was like, what? <laughs> What the hell's a geriatric millennial? So this is something that was in um, Vice, wasn't it, this week? Um, it, it came off the back of actually a story that someone wrote on uh, Medium, and there was a uh, tweet that kind of went, did, did the rounds, um, basically shouting out to anyone that was born between 1980 and 85, um, and that, that those people are, what it says, are best positioned to lead teams that will thrive in the hybrid workplace. And people have been retweeting, saying how they're insulted but inspired at the same time. But um, do you fall into a geriatric millennial? I'm not sure. I- I, I'm just before that, actually. I was born in the last week of 1978, so uh, I'm not even a millennial at all. I'm actually, uh, well, I, you could call me Gen X, but I'm kind of, um, I'm too early for, I'm too late for Gen X, I think. I'm, uh, I've am i seen it referred to as Xennial. It's kind of um, basically a millennial, but um, not quite technically. It's all rubbish though isn't it all these definitions of people and things i saw a thing this week uh, describing um teetotal gen x's as sobennials which doesn't make any sense they're not even millennials it's it's complete rubbish well i don't know i know that um i think i probably am sort of in that bracket according to this uh, definition but i I don't you know i don't fit in nice pigeonhole sort of uh, definitions anyway so it doesn't really matter um Let's have a look at some of the other stuff. Uh, Hootsuite. So, yeah, they've got a, they've given away £10,000, uh, sorry, $10,000 for a kind of a makeover for small businesses on their social media strategy. And there's loads of kind of stuff in it. Uh, I should say that, you know, we are sponsored in terms of the uh, newsletter by Hootsuite. Um, so, just to make that clear. But uh, it's worth checking out. So, if you are managing social for a small um, company, small business, then this could be right up your street. I think it ends in about a week and a bit's time to get your entries in. So, you need to have a look. Um, Instagram, yeah, they are holding like this invite-only career development week for, for creators. So, you know, um, not many, I don't know how many people that will en- en- encompass, but it's a US event, I believe. And uh, they're going to have a lineup of educational sessions that people are going to get for how to supercharge your community, how to break into entertainment, how to get discovered on Instagram and more. Um, I don't think I've had an invite through. Um, I'd be interested to see if anyone else has and if you go, if it's any good. So that's taking place sometime next week. It's uh, June, well, actually not a bit later than that, June 8th to the 10th. So uh, let me know if you've got an invite. Um, what else we got? Uh, yeah, Instagram. Well, so everyone was going crazy about the fact that um, Instagram are looking at 
putting some features so enable you to use desktop to publish on desktop from Instagram.com, which is would be a novelty because they haven't done it up until now. Really, it's kind of a basic version. But you, most social managers I know, would know that you can publish using various other third-party tools or on website on desktop with uh, Creator Studio or, or a number of other tools. So it's not the biggest news, but a lot of social media managers are really happy about the fact that you can. Uh, well. Not yet. That looks like they're playing with it because this is one of those ones where someone had uh, um, captured some of the screenshots of what it looks like. Um, Snapchat have had loads going on this week, haven't they? They've been busy. Uh, we're going to talk about this a bit later, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was. It wasn't even a big week for Snapchat. It was just a big flurry of uh, announcements yesterday. Was there summit? Their, uh, partner summit. Yeah. Yeah, so they've um, that one of them was that they've launched a new uh, standalone stories app, really built for their Spotlight platform. And so uh, this is, you know, we don't see many new separate apps from Snapchat. So this one's uh, worth having a look at. I haven't played with it yet myself, but uh, it was announced yesterday. And we'll come on to all the other stuff that's going on. Um, I just want to touch on our favourite topic of Clubhouse. Um, so Clubhouse this week, I've like, been seeing loads of praise the clubhouse for a long long time and, and then then suddenly the dark clowns are now kind of drawing in and everybody's starting to lay in and like the, rather than the whole clubhouse valued at four billion and it's you know people are spending thousands to get invites because they would desperately want to use clubhouse it's more everybody's stopped downloading it no one's using it it's got issues and it's, it's just that's the kind of vibe i'm getting so i thought well you know that's just a typical sort of tech press really just laying in there but in fairness i opened the app for the first i've only used it twice in the last couple of weeks and I, every time i've opened it it's been really random content that would not interest me so it's kind of serving me up the way it thinks is the best stuff and it isn't that good. Not to me anyway. It's t- almost like it doesn't really know what I'm interested in. I've been using it long enough. But on top of that, I, I posted something in my um, Geek Out Facebook group. And then there was loads of comments. I, I didn't have to search hard to get the screenshot I put up on Twitter, which was just like endless people saying, oh, it sucks. It's rubbish. It does this rubbish. And I'm not using it anymore. And I haven't fed up with it. Um, is that the vibe you're getting? Are you, have you switched around and played around with it yet a bit more? Because I've kind of almost lost interest in listening to it at times. I'm sort of more Twitter spaces now. Yeah, yeah, I'm exactly the same. I think it's just one of those things, isn't it, where uh, it, it was the, it, they they showed the way for everyone else to follow, and uh, the behaviour won't change. Uh, people will still go to spaces like this and and all that kind of thing. But um, uh, yeah, I, I don't I don't see. I've said this before on on, the, on here. I don't see Clubhouse staying in its current format for much longer. Uh, they'll go more down the um, kind of. Uh, curated content you know, kind of planned out proper proper content live podcast type thing rather than the uh, the random um uh, conversations that used to be on there so uh, i don't know it, it, it's I, I can actually see them moving completely away from content and maybe into i don't know uh, i've said before uh you know services for creators or something who knows where they'll pivot but uh, it doesn't feel like the future for clubhouse is really the same as what it was it might have looked like um a couple of months ago mm, well so a couple more months and we'll, we'll have a better idea i guess but um moving on to something else uh social bakers has got a report out there's always lots of reports out but some of them are better than others and this one's particularly good i think um loads of really useful insights into social and where it's kind of booming and where it's kind of declining and where maybe to invest some time and things um so if you have a, um, either google um, to find social bakers report or look in the uh newsletter there's a link to it there it's uh, worth a read um amazon's got a, a new shopping page for like these products and this is great i didn't I, I think this has been around a couple of weeks but i only picked up on it this week but i'm 
one of those people on TikTok that will follow the accounts where it's like the 107 products you didn't realize you needed from Amazon and it's just bizarre gadgets and all the rest of it. Well, now there's a, a, a dedicated page. And Amazon not only kind of cashing in on the interest in it on, on TikTok and, and rightly so, I do the same if I was them. But um, they, the, the way I found out about it was they sent, had an email from the Amazon Influencers Program, which although I'm technically a member of, I actually just signed up just to see what they were you know, doing. I don't actually use it. But um, it was an email from them sort of telling their members of the uh, Amazon kind of influencer program to share it out and use it and how to leverage it within TikTok and all the rest of it. So they're, you know, they're, they're pushing hard to kind of get, you know, get some stuff out of the, 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 the TikTok crossover. Have you, have you bought any of these products at all? No, it's proper QVC stuff, though, isn't I it? I love it. I it's genuinely love it. peel mask. The one um, I had this week, I'm going to get it for my daughter. She's got, there's one where you can uh, put a phone in this like mini safe, which is the size of an iPhone. And you can set the timer from 30 seconds up to, um, I think like some 56 hours or something. And once it's in there, you can't get it open. So if you can't stop looking at your phone, you want to really lock it down. This is it. You cannot get it open. So I'm tempted to buy that. But there's other things like drawing curtains remotely by pressing a button and it's got this thing on your roller for your curtains. It's just trash. A touchscreen toaster. Touchscreen toaster. Well, anyway. That's um, going to be going to get greasy very quickly, isn't it? Uh, uh, one of the other things that was fun read this week was a story uh, I'll just find out which uh, publisher did it but it's uh, a kind of a look back at some of the early YouTubers from like who went really viral 15 years ago so the kind of like chocolate rain kind of um, double rainbow and all that kind of stuff they've done some interviews and Vice has got a big piece on it so uh, if you want a bit of nostalgia that's uh, worth a look because uh, I enjoy reading that this week uh, let's go on to the next one what else have we got uh, oh yes yeah, so there's a couple of movies coming up about social media and like the only good one that's all some people that's subjective will say is, is the social network was a fairly well done movie if david fincher wasn't it, i think um uh, or was it someone else but there, there's three this summer that you've got to choose from and uh, i think it's the guardian has listed some of them and what they think of them and the one that i already knew about was the one called mainstream which has got um andrew garfield in it as the main actor but there's there's a couple of others so if you want to sort of geek out with movies about social media like we haven't got enough of it then there's, there's three to choose from um and apple have you seen what do you think of this ad this apple ad there's an apple ad that came out this week for um that is to promote really the, you know what apple's pushing hard on for a long time now which is a, its privacy as a feature as a kind of core concept of what what iphone stands for what apple stands for and they've done this quite clever ad i think it's clever anyway in terms of showing a guy on his phone and skipping around and then there's a load of people just eavesdropping taking notes on everything he's doing and saying and putting into these websites and then using it to kind of send him stuff that he doesn't want or he does want or whatever um it really just makes it very clear what you know what what the sort of why they're doing this kind of locking down but what did you make of the advert I mean, it's it's a good ad, but it's amusing that it came out in the same week that the New York Times did a big expose about uh, how Apple is compromising the privacy of its Chinese customers uh, just to keep doing business in the country. So it's uh, um, if you look at the terms of service in uh, in China, it's it's saying things like you can uh, you can expect your data to be shared with um, uh, Chinese government related companies and things like that. So um, uh, yeah, and obviously China does uh, Apple does that because they need the Chinese. Chinese market. Uh, they need to sell to the Chinese market and they need um, manufacturing partners in China. So uh, they're kind of stuck having to do that. So it's kind of funny to see that in the same week as they're doing this ad about how uh, wonderful their, their privacy is. <laughs> well, there we go. Um, I, I'm going to jump on to the next topic because uh, this one's quite a meaty one. About two weeks ago, at least from about a couple of weeks ago, um, uh, Jane Wong, who many of you who uh, follow me will also know her, does kind of re 
engineering of uh, apps or reverse engineering of apps to get the kind of what they're working on. And she um, put out the fact that uh, and some stuff about new things from, from Twitter, but also t- and talked about rumors of verification finally opening up and being able to to do it and it was coming like a week later which was this week and it was right because it came out you know this week as well but for, since she tweeted i've probably had about on average a day 20 20 25 messages um, in dms or messenger messages saying what do i know can you tell me what's going to happen um, can you sort me out with verification it's gone nuclear and i thought once they released the information that you can do it yourself and you don't, you know, that everyone would just kind of, it would go, it's just worse than ever. But anyway, verification is now back open. But the thing that's changed here is really the fact that you can do it in app um, and self-request um, rather than having to go on the website or have someone else kind of nominate you and sort you out, whatever. Um, and the, the criteria, the policy they put around verification has uh, has been adjusted to bring it up to speed and to make it more uh, in line with what, what, what how it needs to work. Um, I think some of the things that surprised, surprised me, first of all, 360 60,000 people are verified on Twitter, which I knew it was 0 point something percent, but that seems such a small number. I didn't realize it was quite as small as that. Um, what do you make of the changes they've made to the verification? Does it actually change anything, Martin? Uh, I think all it really changes is it gives them a way, it gives them somewhere to point people to, uh, to say, this is how you get verified. It doesn't mean people are going to yeah. get verified who weren't going to before um it just means that there is a uh, a defined process and hopefully those who fit that process will actually get verified in a in a timely fashion rather than having to um look around and figure out how to do that and all of that kind of thing um so in that respect it's good it looks like they're going to be opening up new categories as well so at the moment it's government companies brands and organizations news organizations and journalists entertainment sports and gaming and activists organizers and other influential individuals uh, which is it's quite broad but there are some pretty strict rules around you know you have to have a wikipedia page or have multiple news articles written about you and things like that uh, but they're going to open new categories for scientists academics and religious leaders uh, later this year so uh, they're obviously looking at how to expand it uh, but it, to me it doesn't fundamentally change what verification is which is this kind of almost like you're slightly better than other people kind of thing, which I don't think, you know, m- most verified people wouldn't think they're, they're better than anyone else. I, you know, I don't know. I know some. I know some. <laughs> I thought um, you were going to say, I don't know. I, I'm better than anyone else. I think, yeah, you're right. You know, this stuff doesn't actually change anything in terms, really, I can't see on getting more people getting verified. And, and, but we'll see because, of course, there is a change in some degree in terms of how they're kind of, what criteria they've got there. Mm. Um, but I think, I, d- I don't expect there to be a sudden increase in the amount that they're doing. Uh, I also don't expect now that it's going to change anything about the people. And it's not just me, there's others as well that get lots of messages saying, can, you know, can you help me get verified, blah, blah, blah. Um, but the, yeah, the idea of having a badge that kind of denotes something, I still, this to me, it's still, there's more benefits than there are kind of downsides to it because it does still serve as a, as a point of there's something about this account that's maybe worth following and which when there's millions of accounts you could follow that that's a reasonably good in, broad indicator um and um uh, and i think certainly for certain new organizations particularly news and other things having the kind of the algorithmic kind of boost it gives you there's certain groups that i think that should benefit from but i think the catch-all is still in there of course isn't it with the influential individuals and there's some there's some others in there that's quite vague and broad just to if you can't slot them anywhere else that's what they'll be 
Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's going to change much at all. Um, I still, uh, oh, this is, that's it. The other thing is the labels as well. So they, there's talking about this week, um, they've said this before about adding labels to accounts for, mm. to signify that there's, this account is, you know, meant to be humorous. It's a humor based or a satire account, parody and things. Um, this, this makes sense. And I think that they should have done this a bit sooner and it would have been good to see, um, to see more of this. But this also, builds on some other stuff as well so what else was it they announced this week as well it was to do the profiles wasn't it yeah so there's a new profile design um which um will uh, include more information uh most notably uh, it'll give you a chance to put your pronouns in there so i know a lot of people uh, put that in the bio at the moment but there will be a, a special place where you can put that if you want to um and also um you you'll it'll show if you're a confirmed account so this is quite an important one because it'll show whether you've confirmed uh, your uh, your account with uh, uh, by connecting it to an email address or a phone number that has then you know responded to a message from Twitter to say yes this is connected uh, which just doesn't do a lot but at least shows it's not a kind of mass created account that has been created quickly uh, to kind of spam people um, so there's a, it's not quite verification there but it's it's something to show that there's probably a real person behind the account um, and uh, obviously that goes as well as the bot labeling which is supposed to be coming in in a couple of months time that will be good. Uh, which should hopefully, I wonder how comprehensive it will be and how, uh, whether it will catch all bots because. Yeah. Um, well, I was thinking about this. I think, and I don't think you should, um, accounts will just be labeled bot in terms of a, in a negative connotation, because I think oh, yeah, actually yeah, it's, not, yeah. it's useful to know an account yeah. is a bot account and it's a, it's a functional thing, but mm -hmm. to, to subscribe to something that you is thinking it's a human and it's not, is obviously a different thing altogether. Um, but, but I think that this is all obviously building or it looks like it's building towards the bigger picture stuff at Twitter, which is the fact that they are launching these super follow feature. So users can get subscriptions created for their, for their content and the newsletter features are bringing out the shopping features which i've showed already like business profile cards which you can have more to them and, and you can swap out like directions to your shop or something else that's in the place where maybe your pin tweet was having this about me about bit on the profile tab as actually you know helps to pad that out because you're not going to just subscribe to someone or not everybody's going to subscribe to them just on what other moment you have for people's profiles you kind of want that fleshed out you know a bit about them piece so this is why it kind of all seems like it's pulling together and to tie into that there was you know i think it was just after we published last week there was stuff that was coming out about this twitter blue um which is seen in the been seen in the app as an apparent naming for the upcoming subscription offer for like a twitter premium so you will be able to probably pay i think i think there's a rooms of 2.99 a month it shows on these screenshots and you would get um, like better bookmarking or an undo send like a all sorts of stuff i definitely would be up for paying a couple of pounds for something if you know if there's some really good features in there would you uh, yeah, yeah. If there were some good features, um, uh, the, the features that have shown, shown up so far about your know, better bookmarks organization and undo send, um, to me, uh, that wouldn't be enough. I assume they realize that. Um, there's been talk of, uh, obviously, they've already said that um, Scroll, which they acquired recently, the kind of uh, um, authorized ad blocker tool um is uh, likely to be included in the uh in the subscription package and uh, that would be really useful i'm already a subscriber to that so um i you know i'd, I'd happily uh, roll my uh, scroll subscription into a twitter subscription and uh yeah i, I think uh, i think i think that's a, a good thing so the more they can put in there uh, and the, and the, uh, the supposed price of two dollars 99 a month to me feels more i mean it's very cheap but it feels to me more like um 
they're kind of seeing how uh, the uh, the price that people will pay for subscriptions is, is likely to go down over time as more people and more of the established subscriptions that people have got used to paying for increase their prices. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Netflix, Disney Plus, etc. Uh, as they increase their prices, people will be wary of taking on too many more. So you kind of have to come in at a very low price. Uh, can you imagine if, if Facebook had said to people that they and it was come out that Facebook was considering charging money? The, the uproar there would be, or the, or people would be like, "Great, I've, I've been looking for an excuse," and they would kind of hang it off of that, I reckon. But Twitter, I, I don't I haven't seen people like masses of people saying how you know they're going to charge it, they're having a laugh. I haven't really got that sentiment. But well, obviously, no, I, public, I'm mixing public, different, isn't it? yeah. I've been in different circles, but um, but there we go. Um, I'd be interested if anyone else um, who's in in this space has got any thoughts around verification or the idea of paying um, Twitter for additional features and, and things like that. Um, if you have, just let me know, and we'll uh, pull you up to to chat about it um, if we have time at the end. Across America, BP supports more than two hundred and seventy five thousand jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, let's jump into Snap Snapchat because uh, I, I come out from the beginning and say I'm not a big user of Snapchat, which may be not no surprise really there. It's not aimed really at my, at my kind of stuff. Um, but I do obviously use it from a work point of view and working with clients and things. Um, but this week they've had their summit um, and they've kind of just unveiled a load of stuff. They've got uh, different apps they've, um, they've announced that they're doing. They've, they've integrations with YouTube. for. They've already got the ability to share in U- um, clips from um, tweets and things. But now there's also going to be a similar for YouTube to share in clips, which is a, a nice extra. But the, the main kind of sort of thing that was focused on was was just lots of ar and lots of shopping and shopping related to using ar to, to do the shopping um which mm. is what we've seen with all of the acquisitions that they've made over the last few years and they've kind of just quietly sailed along they've kind of steered themselves out of you know most of the sort of dodgy waters that maybe facebook and twitter have kind of found themselves in and uh, and their numbers have kind of been either good or they've been what expected um but um but these new spectacles that have come out now, because the last range of them, which we had, they weren't particularly, I didn't think they did particularly well, but also they didn't seem to be very like, fashionable in the sense that you'd wear for very long. And the new ones, they don't look much better, do they? What, what do you make of the new design of, that have come out yesterday? Well, the new design, I mean, they, they, they look gawky, definitely. But um, gawky, is that the word? Dorky, that's the word I was going for. They look dorky. Um, but uh, they, but the the... The thing is that the AR glasses, rather than yeah. you know, past um, spectacles, were basically just fancy cameras. Um, and uh, now uh, they're the first of this uh, 
generation of AR glasses we're going to see from people like Apple and Facebook as well. And so it's interesting to see Snap first out the gate. And uh, so what they do is they overlay the kinds of AR effects you're used to seeing in Snapchat uh, into your field of vision. And this is really interesting. Uh, but essentially what they're doing is they're saying this is what we've, we've got this is what we've built uh, but we are just going to uh, give them to developers for the moment um they've only got a 30 minute battery life on them anyway so it's not well like let's just talk about the kind of yeah. the spec on this and, and also the um the deal that they've about how they kind of distributed them um they're not giving them you can't buy them and they're not kind of freely giving them out to anyone who requests them no. there is a select group a small group of creators that are going to get them and as you said it's 30 minute battery life which just tells you like how much of a, of a step they've still got to make and then same for apple and facebook in terms of the technology to shrink everything down into that kind of actually reasonably attractive package that you're going to put on your face if that's the device that we're going to use to, to do it through um and so it, yeah then you can see that this is very much a, uh, almost a a bit further on than the working prototype maybe that uh, facebook has talked about who knows um but it's got uh, four built-in microphones two stereo speakers built-in touchpad uh front-facing cameras um detect objects but there's a but this is even very limited isn't it because it's got a really narrow field of view so it can only detect in a very small part of your field of vision which uh isn't going to be useful in the longer term when you want to have a full you know you're going to expect to do everything with it in, in all areas of, of, of your field of vision um but but yeah they look a bit like the someone compared them to the tesla um, truck thing wasn't it what's it called uh the cyber truck um so they, they do look a bit like that in some ways um what do you see that people shopping because this is what they're, they're betting on isn't it that people are going to um, each social shopping e-commerce is going to be continue to be a huge thing which i don't think anyone doubts but that people will want to use these tools as a utility to kind of try things on so you can have ar to try it on and you can actually interact with it using ar potentially and then and make the transaction does that seem too far-fetched for you or do you think you can imagine that being a, a transition that people will make uh, it's, I don't think I don't think people are going to do that immediately. And in the end, it's about how compelling the experiences are, and um, that will be down to the developers that they're uh, they're working with now uh, to see what they can make. Uh, because uh, in the end, um, I don't think people uh, opt into things like this to immediately get into. I'm going to uh, buy these these glasses, and then I'm going to uh, get involved in lots of amazing new, compelling commerce opportunities and things like that. You know, uh, so uh, I, I think that will probably come with it. But uh, it's about creating experiences, entertainment experiences, really, that people want to enjoy. Uh, because I think a lot of people have kind of built these um, uh, AR experiences that um, Snapchat offers into their lives. So they, you know, they, they share them with friends and, um, and all that kind of thing. And it's a, it's a, it's a form of entertainment. And so uh, these glasses will offer that form of entertainment um, and probably utility as well. I mean, well, that's the thing. I was yeah. going to say that most people's experience of AR up until now is, is funny filters, face filters and things mm. you can do on TikTok and all that kind of stuff. And it's not the only, only ones I can think of the useful AR uh, that I use regularly is the stuff that's built into Google Maps now with the live view, which is quite handy. Um, and my car, actually, I've just bought, um, it's got um, augmented reality um, sat nav. So you would drive along and it'll show you a live view of what's in front of you. And as you approach the junction, it'll overlay it, a bit like Google Maps' live view with the direction you need to go in. So that's useful. And, uh, and some stuff with furniture shops, but even that's quite 
quite gimmicky where you can take the product and then rotate it and put it in your room. I still find it just more of a faff, to be honest. But this is now with moving into that transition, isn't it, of actually having a utility in the AR that does something meaningful and it's not just a gimmick. And so um, I guess we're going to start seeing a lot more of them. Yeah. And maps is another quick area we should talk about with um, mm. Snap because Snapchat kind of has Snap Maps and it, they've invested quite a lot over the, over the last few years been doing things I, I don't think they've been shouting about it too much but certainly i think other commentators have sort of seen that there's a lot of potential there what do you reckon they're going to do with the maps uh yeah so uh they, they said they're going to be uh working with partners to overlay data layers on top of the map which i think is really really interesting because um snap map is such a great tool i use it actually in a journalistic sense not really for reporting because um, the kind of uh, work I do isn't necessarily uh, something where I'm going to be reporting on what's happening in this location, but just from a kind of sense of, well, you know, I'm reading the news about what's happening in this location. What's on Snapchat from this location? And you can actually get some good stuff out of it. I remember last summer where um, we were, um, you know, uh, all socialising was banned and all that kind of thing, but there were some illegal raves in, in the Manchester area. And um, uh, the next morning, uh, the Manchester Evening News had um, these... Uh, little uh, pictures you know pictures that the, they, they found online of, uh, of of the illegal raves and uh, i knew immediately that they got them from snap maps and uh, so i tweeted about it and somebody from manchester news said shush <laughs> Did they really? don't, don't share the secret of how useful um, snap maps are uh, but yeah it, it's such a great tool um, it's, it's good to see them do more with it really uh, it's, it's like looking at a different way you know because you look at google maps and apple maps they're very traditional maps with yeah, very yeah. traditional ways of um interacting with them obviously they've got new kinds of information that you wouldn't find on a traditional map but uh, they're still presented in a very traditional way uh, this is presenting maps in a more fun way but also just this ability to tap into what's happening in this location right now it's just really fun well I, i'm a geriatric millennial so i don't know if i qualify to even be using it anymore so who knows but um but before we move off of snapchat there's the last bit in the news because they had quite a lot of stuff um there people might remember that they uh, launched spotlight which is their kind of tiktoky kind of similar thing short videos etc um with a big um, big fund of money. They've, a lot of the platforms have been doing this, and we talked about it in the last few weeks, uh, creator funds to kind of uh, incentivize and inspire and suck up the, um, all the creators. Because, you know, there is a creator war going on in the sense that all the <laughs> platforms want them. They need good creators, and they're giving them all the tools. And so that's the battle that we're seeing play out. But so Snapchat's like one million a day for um, however long it went on for. It's, and I think they said, said in the report, however many hundred and something odd million dollars has been paid out. But they're now, they're now saying, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna pull that back a little bit now because we can't keep going that for forever. Um, but still, there's a lot of um, a lot of money to be made for people who are good creators. Um, and they also mentioned about a gifting feature, I should say, gifting. So let Snapchat users pay creators. So much like many of the other platforms have put in tipping or similar uh, stars for Facebook's um, live stream stuff. Then this let is, uh, the users give the creators a million dollars a day rather than Snapchat having to do it out of his own pocket. Oh God! Well, let's um, go to a completely different topic parlor um i um have not really got many opinion on this because it kind of just was i just makes me think of trump that's what i think of when i think of that <laughs> um but yeah the the free speech app parlor is returning to the app store this week after it's um had made some changes to its content moder moderation um so they've but they've only tightened the moderation for the, for the ios app um what what's going on here with this then martin what have you made of it i i saw the details of it. i had to read through and we put some detail in the newsletter but uh... yeah yeah so uh, ba basically uh parlor was taken out of the app store um 
when uh, in in the wake of the insurrection at the start of the year and everyone was looking at how do we uh, deal with the fallout from this and uh, uh, taking Parler off the App Store was Apple's way of dealing with it. And uh, so Parler has been allowed back in, uh, having uh, improved, uh, basically added some automated uh, moderation tools to highlight um, when there's um, uh, hate speech and things in there, certain you know hate symbols and things like that, um, uh, to, to block those, uh, but only from the iOS version. So what interests me about this is that if uh, you are a Parler user and you're on Android, it's not on the Play Store either, but you can sideload it on Android um, or on the web, then you're seeing a more extreme version of uh, the kind of stuff that gets talked about on Parler um, uh, versus what people on iOS see. So I can just imagine this uh, this idea of uh, someone uh, signing up on uh, to Parler. They've heard about it. They're not really sure about it. And yeah. they sign up on iOS and they're like, well, you know, I mean, it's, it's not that bad, is it? And then, uh, then it, they're chatting to some people and then they don't realize that this person has a, a swastika as a, as a, a profile picture or whatever. Yeah. And then suddenly someone shares pictures of them. Look, you were chatting to a Nazi. And they didn't realize. Uh, so you can it's just interesting how we we can be in the same space and yet still be in parallel worlds well i i have to say i i downloaded the app when it first came on the scene and there was a lot of talk about it i went into it looked around it for a bit and then i then i deleted it i think that was about my experience of using it so i can't really talk from a place of much experience in using it but i think i've read enough from people that i trust and know that know this stuff that yeah it's not it's not for me i don't think not my place not my not kind of place. place to hang out either. um yeah so let's um let's jump through some of the other stories uh, the smaller stories there's quite a few bits and pieces um i the facebook this this is a bit of a problem now isn't it facebook's eu us data um is under threat so they went back to court to try and uh, get around this block with the EU rules but um it, it's not happening now but it's not a big deal is it uh, well, it, 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 it's uh, at the moment it's not uh, it's not a big deal. It, it doesn't have, have any massive immediate uh, change, but uh, uh, the process is still going through, which could uh, lead to uh, Facebook and lots of other companies having to uh, stop their data flows between the EU and the US. Now that doesn't sound like anything to most people like well what does that mean what 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 data are you talking about um but really if you think about for example the idea that if um you are using a facebook feature which is running off a server in the us but you're a european user then your data has to go to the us to be processed on that server and then sent back um so I think what this um, CNBC article that we've linked to in in the newsletter uh, does that a lot of these articles don't is actually explained a bit more about the impact of this because most of the time it's just oh data flows would be stopped well what does that actually mean for anyone uh, it could mean for Facebook they'd have to actually re-engineer the the, the whole service to uh, you know, have different uh, have a se- separate European service um, which. Um, could be a problem if you imagine this is a global company and a you know a global network uh, uh and max trems the uh, privacy uh, activist is uh, is quoted as saying um uh, in reality facebook would have to split its service into a european and u.s service absolutely necessary transfers like when a u.s user is sending a message to an eu user can still happen between these two systems the rest needs to stay in europe or another safe country um so i imagine uh, for a company like facebook it's not the end of the world world uh, but they would have to completely reorganize and uh, redesign a lot of their systems to uh, uh, have servers that do certain things in certain countries and things but for smaller companies it could be a massive challenge 
uh, if, if this were to happen. And uh, so watch this space on this one. It's going to be uh, an interesting one. And also talking Facebook, um, the uh, oversight board, which we've again, talked about a lot as well, um, th- there's, there's been some talk of them saying that they would like other companies um, or social networks to make use of the oversight board. The other social <laughs> platforms went, you're right, thanks. <laughs> you're, you're right. You, you, do, you do you. Uh, well, I'm all right. So, yeah, that, that didn't go down particularly with any uh, great sort of clamoring for it. Um, what else have we got here? Facebook, yeah, there's a, a story about the this story of pay-per-view um, options for sports leagues. This is kind of, at the moment, being tested for, uh, you know, you could use it for clubs and uh, sports, local sports teams to get people to pay for events that, you know, to uh, make a bit of revenue there for, for the local kind of community stuff. Um, but there's lots of applications they could use for this kind of pay-per-view style stuff, which we have seen in other platforms to some degree, but not quite in the way that uh, Facebook's presenting it. Um, what else? We got Twitter. Oh yes, so Twitter's image cropping. So this has mm. been on, you know, on the back burner for a while because anyone who has managed social for long enough and has used Twitter for long enough will know that the times when you're kind of trying to or expecting a certain way, the image way the image will be presented is not how you want it and fiddling around with different sizes and, and things. But it, it came to a head because there was some. Uh, it, Smooth a little experiment, and of course, it, it, it realized it was biased to, um, in terms of the cropping. So, you'd stick a picture of some, um, somebody stood next to, I think it was Obama, wasn't it? It was Obama and somebody else, uh, yeah. in America. Uh, so a white man and a black man, and then it would crop it automatically. And more often than not, it would crop to show you in the preview, uh, the white person. So, there were other issues as well with it, I think. And, they, and, and so, Twitter, um, have done a kind of a drains up and done some feedback in the blog as to what they discovered, and they've pulled it. And, uh, and I think it was in last week's edition of the newsletter, we've had some different um uh, tools now that come out that and allow you to have um, more bigger larger images and previews in newsfeed so uh if you haven't caught up with the full details of that there's a story else everywhere cnn is the one that we it's, it's really interesting i think it's, it's really good of them to uh, not only realize that this was happening and it, they have this bias in their ai but also publishing details of what they discovered and how they dealt with it. So yeah. uh, just that transparency is, is really good to see. Just, just from a point of view of helping people trust that the at least the intentions between uh, behind a lot of this stuff is uh, can be uh, well meaning, even if the execution can sometimes uh, leave people uh, you know wanting better. Uh, at least that they're proving that they want to be better. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Absolutely. 
Um, we're just going to skip right the way down to a few of the other bits because we're c- coming up to 20 to the hour. I've probably got another five or 10 minutes and I will need to head out. But um, just a couple of things that we picked, um, picked up as we were going around uh, the, the web this week. Uh, so I, do, I put out a question um, about social media managers and the strangest place that you've uh, had to send a post when you've been working for a client <laughs> or for whatever. And, it, and the social media managers didn't disappoint. The, the dedication that they have to their job with some of the places they came back on. Uh, there was loads of really good ones. Some very twisted and dark and very weird ones but there's about 300 replies now i think um and david levin i don't know if anyone knows that name on twitter it's at david levin one two three he um, um, is the director and founder of the that lot agency in london that does social media marketing and he used to work for bbc and he's done stuff with twitter so great uh, he's a big deal he's good he's very good at tweeting um so he, his reply i think was the strangest place you've been when you've quickly had to post something for work and he, his response was i once tweeted for an american pop singer about living her best life in los angeles in brackets from my flat in hackney above in iceland so <laughs> and that kind of paints the picture of i think probably a lot of social media managers the most obscure places that you can do your work but anyway um it's worth reading through that thread there's quite a few good things while having sex was probably the one that leapt out to me that someone <laughs> well <laughs> there was dark there was that see that was that, uh, that almost felt like someone was going to say that there was just more weirder ones than that but yeah that was in there as well um uh, some, there's some rumor about the fact that Instagram um, is uh, testing out some stuff to do with insights for reels and things. So um, people who are looking to see more data on that, you might get that soon because there's uh, a couple of people have been telling me now about uh, that's on its way. Um, what else have we got? Oh, yeah. And so BuzzFeed's uh, uh, Ryan Mack, um, he was um, pointing out sort of some interesting point about Signal and WhatsApp because the last couple of weeks we've seen Telegram and WhatsApp and Signal all kind of uh, jumping on each other trying to kind of have the, the, the last laugh with a meme or a joke about each other's privacy setups and whatever and uh, there's a tweet which shows Signal's uh, a tweet which is checks calendar, pours coffee, today's a great day to switch to privacy and it's referring to uh, uh, mocking the tweet of WhatsApp about something else and uh, Ryan Mack kind of points out the fact that it's funny to it's funny to me that one of the main um, funders of signal got billions of dollars by selling whatsapp to facebook and is now using some of that money to kill the thing that he created um <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird turn of events but then facebook and all of that stuff is a bit weird some of the time um what else have we got oh and there was that, that was an interesting stat as well yeah so turner novak who puts out loads of interesting stuff about tiktok um he tweeted saying about wow per app any data tiktok now um has just as much total time spent in the u.s as the facebook blue app it passed instagram at the beginning of 2020 now three times more time spent than on, on instagram uh, that, and as I said in my tweet at the time, that would be keeping me up at night if I was Mark Zuckerberg. Wouldn't, wouldn't you say it's quite that TikTok has still got some way to go with the thought in terms of growth? Would you thought? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but uh, at the same time, um, it's a, it's a growing market, uh, and uh, there's there's room for more than. I mean, it, you can you can grow TikTok without shrinking Instagram. Um, so I think that there's, there's, especially as more younger generation come into the market looking for somewhere to use for social media, uh, the, and or maybe maybe Instagram skews older than than TikTok. So there's 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 some overlap, but also one doesn't have to steal from the other necessarily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, um, I'll jump through the the fun, last few bits, which are things that I've spotted or friends of mine have spotted um, that are new that are not make, quite made it to the tech news press yet, but they're small features. And then we'll look at the the weekend reads, and then we'll 
clear out of here. Um, so yeah, Twitter, someone sent me a message about uh, Twitter's updated moments, the layout for creating moments on desktop. So um, I haven't been a huge user of moments, but um, some people are. And so I think most people seem quite happy with the updates. So if you haven't had a chance to see that, have a refresh of your desktop and you might find it pop up. Um, what else have we got? Uh, Spaces, of course, has got a scheduling now, which has hopefully helped a few of you find us today. And also the ability shortly to co-host, which will make sort of getting into a space and getting it set up better quicker so um that's coming as well um an auto block feature so i've heard about this before so jane wong again picked this up that's um, like a, a feature that will stop interactive um people interacting with accounts uh, in safety mode so if, um it'll sort of just an added automated way of stopping people replying to you if they're kind of you know looking like they're going to cause trouble i think i guess uh, have a look at it there's a link to it and you'll see the screenshot it's much easier to to get the gist of what, what it does um any other things pinterest have changed story pins and um, so they were called story pins and they've now called them idea pins um, and they've also added some extra analytics for for um, new followers and profile visits and things like that so those are heavy users of, of pinterest and and, and and story pins as they were called um, will be pleased with that development as well but let's um wrap up with the weekend reading stuff There's, there were so many things this week that i read that were really really good um the first one that i read was uh, lad baby in the wild rise of, of facebook famous in on why uh, UK um, so there's lots of people um, famous faces in there you'll probably recognize if you heavily use Facebook and you've been following social media for a while uh, talk about lad baby obviously and there's some examples of Julius Dean I think people might know him who's a magician and a few others um, but it, it's a really good look back at where where it was and where it is now what people are doing in terms of making money from it um, and then kind of conversely there was an article I don't remember which news publisher it was I'm just clicking into it now Vox um, did, there was an article by Rebecca Jennings uh, on Twitter she's at Reb E X X X X A, um, the blandness of TikTok's biggest stars, and it's a really interesting read, uh, quite a fairly long read, um, about kind of the way that w- what the algorithm rewards and what you know what people seem to kind of gravitate towards, and and what that leads to in terms of the type of content some of these um, the most famous people on TikTok, the you know, Addison Rae's and the uh, Demilios and things. But it's really really good. Um, what did you find good this week, Martin? Uh, I I enjoyed the New York Times magazine article. OnlyFans isn't just porn. Uh, winking smiley. Uh, yes, there is a winking smiley in the uh, in the title of the uh, article, um, which uh, which is looking at the OnlyFans uh, economy and the culture of of that site and uh, how it is mainly it is mainly sex workers. But what I, what strikes me as interesting about OnlyFans is that it's this huge huge uh, success story that uh, is actually a huge UK tech success story, but doesn't get talked about as a UK tech success story at all. <laughs> You don't see it mentioned as this big UK tech uh, success, um, which uh, probably is because people are maybe a bit embarrassed by it. And uh, you don't see the UK government saying, oh, yes, OnlyFans are great British export. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, just it's worth a read of that just to uh, uh, just to understand a bit more about um, a, a site that is has quietly been growing, especially during the pandemic. And if you really want to put yourself on a downer. <laughs> just to finish up with um, there's an article i think it came from npr i think and there's a couple of other people's picked up on it afterwards about um facebook says that there's the links to depression are inconclusive uh, i think they said that recently in fact and then researchers have come back and said 
we disagree. Like most of the research, either strong, you know, gives strong, decent indications, or there's enough conclusive, conclusiveness now about there's something going on there. It's just a question of how much and what, you know, what is it about it rather than is it happening? So um, some people still fall on one side of that debate or the other, um, but it's worth a read. There's uh, quite a nice uh, bit of information about it. And there's a few other, as I say, articles by others about it as well. Um, I think that's it. I, I yeah, think it's a bit fit, 15 minutes earlier um, because I've got to head out. But before we wrap up, is there anything we want to kind of signal flag before we go? Uh, just a shout out to uh, listener Emil Protolinski, who, of course, we used to work with back in our oh, TV yes, days. Yes, yes. He, he, he DM'd me a, uh, a, a news story that broke while we've been talking. Um, oh, wow. So I'll read it straight from his tweet. Uh, for ticketed spaces, a thousand followers required, um, Twitter plans to take a 20% cut. So basically, uh, they're opening this up to US uh, users uh, uh, with um, uh, over a thousand followers um, to uh, basically offer ticketed uh, spaces. Uh, and um, they will take a 20% cut after Apple's Google, uh, uh, Apple and Google's App Store taxes. Um, if the numbers hold, this means for a $10 ticket each party gets, um, uh, Apple and Google get $3, uh, Twitter gets $1.40, and uh, the Space Host gets $5.60. This is so, going to become a pain. This is going to be the thing that they're going to push hard on, isn't it, for mm. Facebook and the others in terms of Apple and that cut? Because yeah. I think the users are not going to be – well, some will, I think, but most users will be like, oh, greedy Apple and stuff, and they won't see it from the point of view of the actual – what the, the App Store provides for developers and all that kind of argument. Um, so that's going to be interesting, yeah. Uh, I'll have a look at that mm. as soon as I jump off of this uh, space. Right, um, we'll be back next week, I think, chatting at the same time, doing the same sort of uh, – read through um martin's newsletter tech uh, revolution is out now so you can find some details of it in my newsletter geek out which is pinned to the space or if you flick around you'll find it from on our feeds uh, worth a read if you're into kind of like you like geek out and you want to kind of run down of what's going on in tech but a bit, bit more curated and also with what does this actually mean for how things are going to be in the future and, and you know why is it important so worth worth looking at um we are working on the uh, a regular audio space we've got all the guests lined up now to do a regular um series of of, um, Twitter spaces which we will record and put to, into a podcast as well um, we've got sign off from people from Facebook and Twitter and TikTok and all over the place so uh, keep a lookout for that and then finally there is uh, for people who like the um, uh, Instagram account uh, Working Social they said um, we're, I'm working with the person who is behind that account who wishes to remain anonymous um, to launch something uh, very fun that's all I'll say um, hopefully mm. next month so so um, keep an eye out for that as well. And if you like memes, you'll, you'll probably like what we're doing. So anyway, I'll let everyone go. It's Friday. Have a great weekend. Thank you for joining us. 